0: You know, it, it's it is somewhat ironic. We have this season of, of of celebrating the the gift of God with us, and it's also one of the busiest garden seasons of the world. That we just get so busy and caught up that sometimes we can miss a message and. And I think we all have that Charlie Brown moment sometimes in our lives where we go, can someone just like stop the noise and tell me what we're here for, what this is all about? What is the message and what is the point? And it's easy to get it lost. I mean, just not just the materialism of shopping, but then there's honestly tied to that. There's the financial constraints and you we know, get stuck in, in looking at the year end of what the, what the income has been and what the income has not been. We, we have the holiday seasons of of celebrations and meals and families getting together, and so we we get reminded of the family stress and the dynamics of the brokenness inside many families. Or, or sometimes we wish we could have that time of family, but it's a season of of loneliness. It's a season of isolation. A season of remembering that the dear one that we used to have, maybe even this year, is no longer with us, and so. In, in all of that darkness and all that woe, all that sorrow, we can we can forget often what what Linus told us: <laughs> "Glory to God in the highest heaven and to earth, peace and goodwill to all men." The message of Christmas, the true message of Christmas. Well, we've been looking at the true message of Christmas as we've been looking at honestly one of the first announcements of of, of Jesus. When we've been looking at the prophet Isaiah and his message to a world that was in darkness, a world that had its turmoil and its struggle, because it was a, it was a world, it was a country, it was a people who were at war. They were fighting, and, and so I you know I refer to Isaiah chapter nine verse six. We've been looking at this message, this birth announcement, this this foretelling seven hundred years before Jesus was even here. Of who this Christ child was going to be. Uh, Isaiah told a nation of Judah who was at risk of being invaded by Assyria right next door to them because their neighbors, the Israelites, just got taken captive by them. Uh, they, they had risk in their hearts and in their minds of being pillaged, of being overtaken, of being held captive, of becoming slaves, of losing their homes, of, of being violated in a violent way. And Isaiah gives them this message of, hold on, folks, in your darkness and in your gloom, I've got you. I've got you. I've got a rescuer. I've, I've got someone who's going to protect you. And, and this is his name. His name is Wonderful Counselor. That means wonder, meaning divine, meaning something you can't think of here on earth. Counsel from heaven above. Mighty God, powerful. God Himself, the creator of heavens and earth, everything formed before He was born is formed by Him in this child. Mighty God. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father, Eternal Trinity, God Himself inside of this child, a hundred percent human and a hundred percent God Himself, and then the Prince of Peace, which is the title and the word that we want to look at today, the Prince of Peace. And, and so, as we break down this word, Prince of Peace, it, it's. Let's take a look at these two words, Prince and Peace. If we could have. The next slide, please. Prince, it it comes from the Hebrew word Sarah, S-A-R. It's where we get the word Sarah. Any Sarahs in the house? Anyone name their kid Sarah? You could have named a kid Sarah. You know Sarah out there? It means princess. It means princess because it comes from the Hebrew word Sarah. And now the word itself, though, uh, of prince, it's used over 400 times in the Old Testament alone. And every time it's referring to a ruler, a chieftain, an official, a commander, a governor. It is referring to someone who has governing power and military power. Not just a son of a king, but anybody that's in that particular position, a magistrate. And we see an example in 1 Kings 20. Ahab was talking... Uh, to God and asking, him, who's going to take care of things? And 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 he said, Thus says the Lord, by the princes who serve the district governors. Then he said, Who shall begin the battle? And and he answered, You. You're going to start the battle. But this is a reference that we see where princes. It didn't mean the the, the sons of of kings. It meant that these were rulers. These were people that had that power in that position. And then the word peace to be a prince of peace. Well, peace is the word shalom. You may have heard that before, the Hebrew word of shalom. It means not just the absence of war. Peace in the Hebrew culture, in the Hebrew mindset, means completedness, fulfillment, fullness. Nothing is missing. Nothing is lacking. Everything is there. You have tranquility because there's no more desire and no more want. It's not, you know, What you saw on Amazon.com yesterday isn't rolling through your mind anymore. <laughs> you're satisfied, you're satiated, you're content. There's a soundness. And the first time it's used, again, this one's used over a couple hundred times in the Old Testament. First time it's used in the Old Testament is when they're talking to Abram. God saying to him, and you'll go to your fathers in peace you will be buried in good old age the culmination of that tranquility is inside the presence of God. He was letting Abram know that I've got this promise for you of all the nations being you know coming from you you having a land of promise and having prosperity all that's going to be great. But you're not going to have that contentment, that completeness, that tranquility until you're in my presence. Until you're with me. And so that's what we see about Shalom. We see the prince, a powerful agent with governing authority, he has authority. Jesus has the authority of peace, the authority of contentment, the authority of fulfillment, the authority of completeness. He's the one that can issue that. He's the one that can give you that. The question is, does he want to? Well, the answer is, duh, yeah, <laughs> he does. Let's turn to the gospel of John. Turn to the gospel of John together. Let's, let's look at John chapter 14. Let's look at the good news given to us by the follower of Jesus named John. John was an apostle and it's called good news because it is. It's good news that Jesus gave to us. And John records many of the teachings and, and the the life of of Jesus. And in chapter 14, we come to this scene where it has it is the Last Supper. It, it's the last meal that he's having with his, with his followers. And inside of this setting. Uh, Jesus is telling them many things to sort of get them ready for his departure. Uh, he, he starts out by letting them know that, uh, you know, he's the, he's the path to, to get to God. He, he's letting them know that um, if you accept him, then you have that connection with God. Uh, he, he's letting them know that he's going to be leaving, but, but don't freak out, guys. You know, even though that might have been freaking them out. Uh, because I'm going to prepare a place for you and and I'm coming back. And, and I'm sure that was really, really good news because, you know, for for leading up to this time, he kept telling them, my suffering's going to happen and, and I'm going to be separated and, and I'm going to die and I'm going to be gone for three days. And so there probably was some anxiety about all that because they clearly in Scripture don't fully understand what's happening. And, and so him to say, look, I'm, I'm going to come back. And then he lets them know, you know, even while I'm gone, I, I, I have to leave because I've got to give you the Holy Spirit. I, I, I can't be everywhere. I'm just the body. I, I've got to give you the Holy Spirit. And, and He's going to be all over the place. And, and so, he's leading up to all that conversation, then we, then we get to verse 27. It's, it's the peak, if you will, of this, of this meal. He, he says to you, I'm leaving with you a gift. Peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Just one simple verse that's just so deeply profound, sharing with us and showing the connection of the dots, if you will, between Isaiah 700-some years before this and Jesus himself letting us know That I'm going to give you that completedness. I'm going to give you that contentment. I'm going to give you that spiritual wholeness that the world cannot give. Inside of this verse, there are those two truths. Do not miss them. First and foremost, he wants to give it to us, it's a gift. It's something we can't generate. It's something we would not be able to, to manufacture. It is a gift that comes from him and him alone. The, that's the first point. The second point is that we have to capture is that the world can't do this. We, we can't counsel peace. We can't go to psychologists enough and get peace. We can't go to the beach and, and, and get an umbrella drink and catch the rays and get peace we we can't we can't watch we can't watch a football game and even though there's a last minute field goal to win have peace sorry and get some you know you might get a little bit of satisfaction but you're not going to have peace you know there, there there's a lack of what the world can provide In in terms of what is here and what is available not just from the world but even from one another you know I, I might be able to give you some love but I'm broken I'm broken I can't I can't give you the fullness of it I can't I can't cover every arena I can't cover every deep dark broken crevice of your heart only God and his love can give you that peace and, and so we, we need to know, we need to really understand what is this peace that God gives you. And that's, that's what I want to kind of wrap up our time with here. Uh, God's peace, there's three dimensions of God's peace that I want to give to you. The three dimensions are this, and you can go ahead and write them down in your notes if you like. There's three dimensions of God's peace. There's upward peace. There's upward peace with God. There's inward peace. Inward peace in my heart. And then there's outward peace. Outward peace that pours out of me into the world. So upward, inward, and outward. So let, let's look at those three. Let, let's look at upward peace here for a moment. Upward peace with God. You know, God is so forgiving, so loving, that he wants to give us this love to us. But make no mistake about it, though. Make no mistake that it just is going to be given without us necessarily doing something. Now, before your circuits all go frying off here, what I'm trying to point out is that what we've got to do is we've got to receive the gift. That's a doing thing. We've got to open up our hearts and go, you know what? Yes, it came from God. I can't generate it. I cannot create it. I cannot do anything. (laughs) I've got to surrender. That's an action. That's a do thing. I've got to surrender that this gift comes from God. Because deep down inside, our nature, our flesh, our humanness, our animalness is hostile to God. Paul told us in in the book of Romans in chapter 8, verse 7, here's the words. He goes, for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It did not obey God's laws, and it never will. We all have an animalistic, self-centeredness part of us that's out as an animal just trying to survive, that will do whatever it takes to survive. It affects into our emotions, and those emotions affect our behavior. That affects our relationships. That create brokenness. And here we are in this broken, fallen world. That it, it's, sort of, uh, it's sort of man's thinking that God loves us so much that there, I can just be passive about it and, and, and nothing's going to happen. That, that, that's, that's man's basic thinking of I'm not responsible for my actions. But the the fact of the matter is, we are. Uh, We need to have a peace with God. And that comes through Jesus. In in Romans chapter 5, earlier, Paul said this uh, on the screen. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. Because of what Jesus, our Lord, has done for us, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege, where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. See, we we stand here in this place of peace with Him, knowing that I can't do anything to create it. It came from Jesus. God made the move. He was born into this world. He came here. He took in our sin as we celebrated inside of communion. He took in our sin and died. And because of that, we can accept that thank you, Jesus. You forgive me. You love me. You did the work. I surrender. I'm not God. I can't do the work. I can't make up what I've done. I am sinful. I am broken. I need your forgiveness. Thank you for it. And I stand here in this peace knowing that I've received it from you. And I can live here even though the devil wants to give lies and everything else. But my true identity is that I am in here in this peace of yours. So so the, the challenge obviously for all of us is... Do you have Christ's peace? Do you? Uh, you know, a lot of times people, I, I believe that somebody here might not have Christ's peace. Because oftentimes we, can, we come in, I know I did. I came into a church some 20-some, maybe 30-some years ago. I'm losing track of how old I, I'm getting. But, I, you know, I, I remember walking in. Hurt, broken. My world was upside down. My dad had passed away. Life wasn't working out with work, with 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 love, and I I just came in and I cried, cried kind of secretly in the back, and and remembered that God loved me, and, and remembered that this peace was available because of Him, and, and then sometimes we we come in. You know, somebody might be coming in not even knowing exactly all the things about God, but they're just kind of here hanging out with family. And, and, and you know, they, they've heard some of this before, but they recognize, you know what, I'm, I'm off. I'm, I'm just far away and, and I need your peace again. I need to surrender again. Or maybe surrender for the first time because maybe this is the first time it's being explained. Or the first time that maybe this is a moment where the, you know God's peace is just coming divinely from Him. Not from me. These are His words. This is not mine. Uh, coming from Him and, and, and touching your heart in a great way. So, you know, at, at the end of my, my talking here, we're going to have a time where i give you that opportunity to accept His peace and, 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 you know, just surrender your life to Him. And, and we can talk about baptism and, and, and surrendering your whole body into, into this world of His peace. And so we see that you know the first dimension of peace in god 's mind is, is peace with him. because if we have number one, if we got peace with him, then we can get number two. We can have inner peace. But until we have number one, god 's peace, we can't have inner peace. Deep down inside we 'll always just know that something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong, my heart's wrong, it 's broken. Constantly, every day. But I have inner peace to know that God loves me, has forgiven me for that, has given me His Holy Spirit to change and transform me so that is fading and dying. And that's not living, but what is living is my identity in Christ. That God doesn't see me as as sinful and as broken. He only sees me through the filter of this cross and and the filter of the resurrection. He only sees me through the filter of red. He wears red glasses when he looks at me, and it's the blood of Jesus that is on those, and he sees me white and pure. He doesn't see the the red that's staining my heart. He sees the purity of who I am. And so we see this, this aspect that, you know, that inward peace, this inward tranquility, it exists no matter what the circumstances are in life. No matter whether the, the, the bills are paid, whether the relationships are smooth, whether the, the, the health is uh, is void of cancer treatments, or or whether uh, whether we're just in a lost place, not knowing what our direction is on life, the inner peace comes by knowing I am God's child. I belong to Him. He has a destiny and a plan for me. And and the way he looks at me is, I am, as it says in Ephesians chapter six, verse two, I am seated on the throne with God. I am risen. I I am not. I'm not broken in this world, but I am risen and seated with Him. I'm His child. The world can't do anything to me. I'm dead already. I died when I was baptized. (laughs) I buried myself into the water of life. That ended my life. My, my inner peace is knowing that I am an eternal creature loved by him, going to live out this world with him and for him. And through him, he's going to move. That's my inner security. That's my inner peace. Praise God. Praise God. Um, and so that's why you see Paul say to the church in Romans 12. He says these words, He says in 12, don't worry about anything. This is Philippians. Um, Excuse me. Thank you. This is where we want to be. Not on Romans 12 yet. Thank you for staying to the sequence up there on on the slides. Don't worry. This is what Paul said to Philippians. He said, don't worry about anything. Don't look at those circumstances. Instead, pray about everything. Connect with me about everything. Meditate with me about everything. Worry is meditation. You all do meditation really, really well. Did you know that? Yeah, you don't have to take a class of meditation. You're probably really good at meditation. But you're thinking negative thoughts. Think of my thoughts. Pray with me. Tell me what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Rather than being focused on what's missing, focus on what He's given you. Focus on His character, on who He is. Then you will experience God's peace. Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in, not for, but as you live in Christ Jesus. So we see this inner peace coming because of it being in him. And this is what Isaiah said in chapter 26. Isaiah said this. If you have the next slide, please. You keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Another way of saying that, made me simpler, is if you focus on God, you have peace, and if you have peace, then He can move through you, and He can do things through you. If you're focused on the negative and the worry, it ain't gonna. It, it's harder to have it happen. He may just do it because it's part of His plan, but sometimes we're honestly just in the way of the flow of being inside of his peace. And that's why Jesus came. Because he rules over it and he's giving it away. He's handing it out. from him, first and foremost, to have godly peace. And then to have this inner peace. And then we see it for the third purpose. And that is to have an outward peace. To have that peace flow from him inside of us. Outwardly, you, want, you ever want to look at the, the the Hope logo? That this is the expression of it. The Hope logo is a heart on a cross, where that love's coming down from God inside of our hearts and spinning out to the world, outwardly, and outward peace. And this is where Paul speaks to the church in, in Rome in chapter twelve. Here's what he says: If possible, if possible, because sometimes it's not possible. As far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Sometimes it's not possible because we live with some cranks. <laughs> we, will, we live in a broken world. We, we live with people that are, are and maybe, honestly, it may not be like that's their position all the time. But they, they live in a brokenness, or they're in a scarcity, or they're in an anger, or they're in a, a self of, of frustration. You've got to give grace to that. We all go through that. We all have that. We all fall short of the glory of God. But we need, as far as it's concerning you, you generate forgiveness. You generate peace. You generate the love. He's, he's saying if you've got God's love, you've got that source. Don't focus on the circumstance of it's not peaceful right now. I'm being, you know, I'm surrounded by a bunch of of bozos. Focus on Him. I'm seated with Him. I'm with Him. They can have their experience. I'm going to give them peace. I'm going to give grace. It's going to generate from me. I'm going to be the source of that because of God pouring out through me. You know, Jesus said in in His greatest sermon in chapter 5 of Matthew, Uh, known as the B attitudes, the attitudes of being. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. If we're generating that peace, then we're God's children. If we're generating that peace, then we're his kids. If we're not generating that peace, then we're not acting like his kids right then. That's not his DNA. His DNA is peace. His DNA is love. His DNA is grace. So, we we see the, this 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 name, Prince, powerful, mighty, in control of, a warrior of peace. Given to this baby, we see that he he came here so this this peace would be on earth. And so then goodwill would be towards all men because of this gift of peace that He came. You know, going back to Linus. Linus had it right. Glory to God in the highest, man. Because on earth there's peace and, and there's goodwill towards men. You know, you know uh, something I just learned about Linus this week that I, I never saw before And I hope you get to review it and and watch it. But when Linus is reciting Luke chapter 2, and he says the angels of the Lord appeared and they said, do not be afraid. He drops his blanket. That was intentional. The animators and Charles Schultz deliberately did that. Why? We don't need the security blanket. We don't need to hold on to our fears. We don't need to be sucking our thumb trying to self-satisfy ourselves in in our own insecurity and our own brokenness. He's got the ability to raise His arms and, and join with the highest in the heavens singing glory to God because He's not holding on to His own fear totally worshiping God, totally trusting in Him and His peace. I want to be Linus. I want to be Linus. Let's say a prayer. Father God, we thank You. You know what? Thanks for a, thanks for a Christ-believing man and Charles Schultz and his being adamant about getting a message out. Thank you, God, that it was a message that you gave him first. It was a message that angels gave over 2,000 years ago. It was, a, it was a message that prophets gave hundreds of years before that. It was a message that you gave in a garden when we messed it up and we said, we know the difference between good and evil. We can handle that. And you said, I'm going to have to call you on this one, but you can't. You're not a God. You're not God. You're going to be separated from me, but I'm still going to give you peace. I'm going to give it back to you. Thank you, God, that you give us such a, a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, a everlasting father, a prince of peace. And my prayer, Lord, is that everyone here right now would have that opportunity to receive peace from you, peace from Jesus. want to join me in a little prayer and receive that let's do that right now you can just repeat these words after me you can speak them softly if you'd like or you can shout them out but I want to lead us in a prayer of accepting you maybe you want to do this for the first time maybe you want to do this again but Just join me in these words. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us your Son, a child, a gift from heaven, your Prince of Peace. Thank you that I have peace in my heart. Because you forgive me of my sin and you give me everlasting life because you died on a cross and you had that child rise from the grave overcoming death fill me with my your Holy Spirit change me guide me. Help my heart to be a messenger of your peace. Pour out your love through me this Christmas season. May I pour it out on everyone around me. And may this family of God here family we call hope. May we be a people of peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.